Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I am J.L. Covan. I'm here, as always, with my producer, Mike. Mike, how are you? Hello, J.L. Hello. Uh, what are we going to call this audience? I was going to call them Rainheads. That sucks, though. Raindrops. 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 That's good. Thank you. Well, I know. That's what I do. Uh, also, <laughs> you didn't answer my question. I said, how are you? Not, can you say hello to the audience? That's my job. Thanks. Okay, well, come back to me. <laughs> Thank you. We'll try this again next week. But uh, we're going to talk. I was at, uh, I don't know if you can, if you're, if you're seeing the video of this, you know that I'm wearing a bright blue Guns N' Roses t-shirt. I was at Guns N' Roses concert last night. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm. And that and also just the state of music and rock and roll. And there go the youth clicking off the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he called it rock and roll. Gross. It also didn't help that you called them youth. The youth. <laughs> well, no, I leave off Hitler. I shorten it to just I youth. Got it. So uh, they know what I'm talking about. Of they course. Know the, they know the sim. No, I'm now that's now that's edited. And when I run for office in 10 years, they're like, here he is giving the white power sign. And because of all the uh, like self-hating people in like Trump world who mm. are like people of color who join like supremacist groups. Like Proud Boys had like a Latin leader. It's like now they now being like, no, no, but I'm half black won't be a defense. So like, no, no, they have those now. They have biracial white supremacy. Right. So you're not safe, JL. Um, couple of announcements up top. Uh shows coming up. I think that's safe to say Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, September 15th and 16th. Uh out west on the West Coast. Yeah, showing my age. How about that? Some early 90s hand gestures. Um, I will be in, uh, well, Pittsburgh is not really out West. It's West from here, but Pittsburgh, 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 uh, October 11th at city winery and then flappers October 20th in Burbank, California for two shows. So get tickets to those. Now I always like how my audience, they always, uh, they always send me those nice positive messages. Like I'm going to try to make it. And then I say, well, I'm going to try to continue to have a career. That's how that works. And, (laughs) and, uh, it's, it's directly proportional. The, the more effort you make in actually purchasing tickets, the more I can continue to do comedy. Um, my new special album version, uh, Half Blackface, is, uh, should be out. It comes out. It'll be out by the time this episode goes up. So if you're just hearing me for the first time, be sure to go stream that or please purchase it. And uh, my other special from this year, Tall Boy, is free on YouTube. So I think that's that's enough. I have a Patreon. I never promote that, but it's actually, I just hit a new high in subscribers to that. So that's good. I'm doing something right, I guess, for a few people. You don't promote that, huh? No, now I am. Okay, I haven't it. promoted here. I, I promote say. it relentlessly everywhere else. <laughs> okay, got it. I have it tattooed <laughs> on my back. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash JL Covan. A lot of good stuff there, folks, including, Mike, have you ever been to Universal Studios? In Orlando, Florida? Yes. I sure have. Many times. Now, you're too young for this. You represent the youth, as we call them. Not what? the Hitler youth there. No, the youth the wouldn't youth. agree, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your youth to me, which is the only reason why you deal with me. It's why Joe <laughs> Biden still works with Diane Feinstein. He's right. Like, you make me look young, you cadaver. <laughs> um, that's why I'm here. It's like, JL makes me feel young. Why? Because he's got such a youthful spirit? No, because when I look at him, I go, I'm younger than him. Yeah. By a lot. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I went to Universal Studios with my mom for the first time when I was 12, um, six foot four at the time. And, uh, that's a height joke. He didn't laugh. And I guess none of the listeners did either. Um, but I went to Universal Studios and they had this thing where you could get a videotape made 
uh, that's a download. Oh yes. A, da- I, a download. You've told me the this story, but go, for the audience. Yes. Well, so it was like a fake Star Trek episode. They yes. had, like had gotten the actors from Star Trek to sort of film scenes and then they green screen you into various scenes and give right. you cue cards for the dialogue. It was only like 30 bucks for like a 12 minute, pretty, pretty good movie for 1992. Well, I was going to say it was 40 bucks for 1978, but. Hey. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. Because you're old. Oh. I was not born in 1970. I was not around in 1978. I was just. All right. I was just a tall <laughs> drop of semen. <laughs> a particular, what if that's how it worked? Like if you, if, if, if a particularly long string yeah. had come. Your dad felt pain. That's how out. you get tall. Ah! Kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's still he's, it's, he's gonna be it's one unbroken thread of jizz <laughs> jeez this guy's gonna be a monster i hope i hope he's good at basketball and doesn't decide to go for a career in the arts um but, uh, but we go to universal studios my mom does this with me and uh i recently was getting stuff from her apartment as we're, we're clearing it out that's a that's a morbid sort of uh enterprise you know, my mom is 79. She's in fine health, but she's 79. So it's like there's this unspoken thing of like clear stuff out of the house. So, you know, if I die, it's not too much of a big deal. Yeah. And so one of the things I cleared out was the tape from 1992. Mm. So I got it digitized and it looks great and it's hugely embarrassing and it's on my Patreon. And that actually led to the single biggest day other than when I launched a Patreon. It was like the biggest single new members day. So they they want to see me as he, maybe my fans just like have always wished they could masturbate to a 13 year old version of me or a 12 year old version of me. And you know what? That's why we do it. That is why. Yes, that's right. Content is content. As I as I like to paraphrase Michael Jordan perverts who wish you were a kid by nikes too <laughs> so uh <laughs> but that's on the patreon and i want to talk about one thing with you mike as a fellow sort of snack aficionado yes um snack aficionado that's a good a very kind way to put it yeah that's going to be the spin-off <laughs> podcast when we start doing like bonus content yeah just about snacks but like snacks, today yeah. we're gonna eat 900 types of cookies yeah uh but before we get to the rock and the concert and all that um, crumbs cupcakes. I brought mm. this up before. And for those of you that maybe not from New York or just, uh, don't obsess over treats crumbs cupcakes for my money, which they got a lot of mm-hmm. the best si- cu- cupcake place in the history of the world. And definitely New York city. I, um, when you said that I was going through my mind to think if there's a place in particular that I can even think of that would possibly rival it. And I don't come up with anything. Right. There's, there's, they they were like in a class of uh, all alone. Yeah. They were so good. No, I had, uh, an ex of mine who, uh, is, um, if anybody wants to know more, uh, my second album, diamond maker, the album that literally turned me from a happy go lucky impersonator comedian mm. into a jaded mining personal truths, for malevolent humor type of comedian. Um, Not a great relationship, but the two things that survived that relationship are my uh, appreciation of Hogarden beer. Okay. And my appreciation and love, I'll say love, for Crumbs Cupcakes. Now, they closed 
a few years ago before the pandemic. They, yeah. they couldn't survive because we do this a lot. I think in America, we make people who aren't fans of things, the arbiters of whether those things should exist. And, and Adam Carolla, um, once I remember I, I used to be a very avid listener and 10 time guest. Uh, and he had talked about like women, like he'd say in fashion or in things like that, the, the model for what was a hot woman was being dictated too often by women and gay men. Yeah. So it was like that was you were getting this image of like it's it's as Peter said on Family Guy of Kate Blanchett, who is an attractive person, obviously. But he said, I think Kate Blanchett is the most attractive woman on earth because women and gay men tell me that. <laughs> and that was kind of in a weird way, whereas like any man will tell you, um, Yasama Hayek, that's sure. that's. You know, yeah, a, a, a voluptuous. I but, could get but, down with that. Yeah, like you know, that's general. Yeah, there's all sorts of things in between, or or fetishes, or things like that. But that's yeah, what the average guy is just going to be kind of into. Just move that mic to your left a little bit, JL. Oh, Sorry, thank you. Like to uh, toward your left shoulder, so this way when you turn. Sorry, audience. Like this. Yeah, because you're turning my way. All right, there you go. Are you going to go my way? Anyway, rocks, <laughs> just another little rock yeah, we're tidbit. Big tease. But crumbs cup. Okay. So the point is crumbs cupcakes, I think rose to power in an era where like cute cupcakes were becoming a thing. Yes, you're People right. Like, hey, baked by Melissa. Here's I know. A, here. Do you want to pretend like you like desserts? Yeah. <laughs> Here's here's a thimble we call a cupcake. Get 10, yeah. they add up to a third of a crumbs cupcake. <laughs> crumbs cupcake was basically like, let's not fuck around. Yes, you're right. Crumbs cupcake was like a woman you're on a date with, yeah. plunging neckline, you got two drinks in you, and she's like, I don't give a fuck about rules. Yeah. I don't eat. eat. Do you want to leave? Right. Crumbs cupcake was a do you want to leave right now? It was a, it was a whip it out, put it on the table and show <laughs> Do you me. want a sex Matumbo yes. and have a cupcake. <laughs> it really was, man. Those, those cupcakes that they were, cause baked by Melissa was the other cupcake that came in my mind when I was thinking about this. And it's not like I dislike them, but you're right. The cute cupcakes sort of killed the gargantuan. Nothing was more American than the crumbs cupcake. It's the way Matt Reif killed my career. <laughs> do you want an enemy pix- of the show? Do you want a crowd work <laughs> pixie model, or do you want a fucking mega man of comedy who's going to destroy everything? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matt Reif. Big fans here. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun, it's a fun running gag. Yeah, I'd say so. I have so. nothing personal against the guy. I mean, do I find his black scent horrifically offensive? Sure. But you know what? What famous entertainer now hasn't done I mean, yeah. a, a black dialect? Join the club. Yeah, Mark exactly. Wahlberg, yeah. Uh, you know. Matt Reif and the Funky Bunch. Right. That's what I That's what I call all the black guys who co-signed for him before his specials. Yes. Anyway, um, good guy. Um, I, I don't know why I said that. I said good guy like he's not. He probably is a good guy. It's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. So just don't care particularly for his movement. Yeah. Um, but crumbs. Once again. No, no. Once again, I would just say. <laughs> no. Similar to crumbs. No, no. no. <laughs> similar, to, similar to fat people who destroy desserts determining what the best desserts are. Yeah. I do feel like people with 
developed comedy tastes should be the taste makers in comedy, not ditzes in middle America who don't know a hack when they see one. Yeah. Anyway, guys, cupcakes. Um, but there is, there is a, there is a thing, there is a parallel to this. I feel like I'm the crumbs cupcake. I've often called myself the street donut of yeah. comedy. I'm bigger, I'm f- more flavorful, but I don't have the branding or the backing of a Krispy Kreme right. or, a, or a Dunkin' Donuts. So you walk by the street cart who's given you double the size donut for yeah. half the price. And you're like, mm, I want to get a Dunkin' Donuts because I prefer ice coffee with a stale tiny donut. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and some people have said it's too much. Just yeah. like crumbs. Yeah. Oh, crumb. And okay. So it's crumbs. Thank you. Great <laughs> producer extraordinaire. Um, he, uh, crumbs. So crumbs I get introduced to, um, when I'm like, ri- like, remember when I told you I used to be ripped? Yeah. Yeah. It was during that phase. So I could eat a crumbs cupcake and be like, ain't no thing. Yeah. 5 a.m. gym next day. No problem. But then I lost my job. I was single and I started to just be like, you know what? It, after lunch, I'll go. There was a crumbs near where I lived. So I'd say, you know, what? let me get a crumbs cupcake. But they always sold them to you. And like they had two packs or four packs. Yeah, think? yeah, they did. So I'd be like, well, <laughs> <They did. laughs> in honor of Shakur. As if anybody could eat four of those cupcakes. Well, in honor of Shakur, let me get a two pack here. <laughs> and I would get the hostess. They had the hostess, which was like yeah. a, a, a real cupcake. Yeah. But in the mold of a hostess cupcake, a million times better than a hostess cupcake. Yeah. But they had so many good flavors. They had a cookie dough. They had a, a, an apple crumb. They had a Reese's one for sure. They had a Reese's one. Yeah. Which even that scared me because I would bang out two. Oh, That's dude. how disgusting I was. Yeah. That's, by the way, that was 15 to 1600 calories. That was jail. It was closer to a cake than a cupcake. Yes. To yes. be honest. Yes. And I started to eat those like two a day, like Fredo and waitresses in Vegas. Yes. I was banging two at a time. Two at a time. And... <laughs> Then all of a sudden I heard they were in financial trouble and I was not the mogul that I am today. So I couldn't bail them out, I although I would have. And they closed. Then they reopened. Some angel investor showed yes. up. They reopened. And you know what they added? Girl Scout cookie cupcakes. Oh. I had a Samoa crumbs cupcake. I came in the store while I was purchasing it (laughs) to say nothing of the ecstasy I felt when I ate it. And they teased me because then they closed like six months later for good. Crumbs cupcakes is, is to me emblematic of, of our society, which is like, we don't trust experts. Okay. This is so Malcolm glad you're so lucky to be here. Mike, the, the, the Malcolm Gladwell-esque stories I weave to make broader points about society, it's really stunning to be. As Kanye would say, my only regret is I can't be here to watch myself <laughs> podcast. Um, but we don't trust experts in so many things. With my comedy career, too many people tag jokes. That's why I have a segment at the end of each episode shitting on people for making horrible suggestions to a comedian that they're fans of. So they've already acknowledged my level of skill and expertise. And yet they still think, you know what you need to do? You should do this. Fauci. Look at Fauci. We just lost some people. I'm sorry. But look at Fauci, the disregard for his expertise. And Crumbs Cupcakes, probably the biggest disregard of expertise because 
those were the best cupcakes ever. I want a Netflix documentary about them or something. Like they deserve the documentary treatment. They really were, man. They I, were they, the they best. Were. I'm just trying, again, I keep trying to think if there's something that could have, there are other cupcakes that like you mentioned, the hostess cupcake, that's classic. Right. But it's not better. In its lane. Yes. It serves a lane the same way I say Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. Right. Are they the best chocolate chip cookies on the planet? Of course not. But they are but they're, real good. They're elite. Yeah. They play in the supermarket league yep. Yep. and they dominate. Yep. Yep. They've put up record numbers in the supermarket league. Yep. But Crumbs Cupcakes, um, I just feel like at some point, if we're going to survive as a society, we need to basically say, we're going to let the experts dictate or or weigh heavily in terms of their field. And with Crumbs Cupcakes, uh, desserts and lovers of desserts, we, we lost a champion yeah. with Crumbs. I cannot express to you how great like, – it makes me sad yeah. that there's no crumbs. I know. Now it's good for me, but guess what? Dessert is not good for you. Yeah. Why let people pick and choose and 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 I get the market. Let the market decide. Yeah. But we we created this campaign where cupcakes had to be like some sort of cute feminine thing. Yeah. And it was like crumbs cupcakes were like, do you really like cupcakes yeah. or are you a fucking poser <laughs> right like do you do you like cupcakes or are you a bitch pretending to like yeah. cupcakes yeah because if you want i love the oh they're so good oh they're so mm, mm, okay mm, that's a nice little baked by melissa how much is that nine hundred dollars yeah a, whereas crumbs is like four bucks yeah we'll kill you yeah <laughs> Like it was, it yeah. was I like, yeah. I know we, we got to move on to something, but like, I just felt strongly about that. Cause now I'm back to dieting again. I'm yeah. eating fucking walnuts and drinking green tea and just being like, Oh, that's nourishing. I'm yeah. an antioxidants. But like, sometimes you just want when you're, you know, you want to get fucked up by chocolate. Do, do you want oxy or do you want fentanyl? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been my marketing campaign for crumbs. <laughs> Are you a bitch who needs a prescription or do you want the good shit from China? Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So uh, RIP crumbs, you are missed. I'm thinking, should I get like a crumb? Like if I were really, if I had like a Jake and Logan Paul commitment to comedy, yeah, I would get a tattoo on my shoulder of the cookie dough was the one I got the most. Yeah. The cookie dough crumbs cupcake, and it would say R.I.P. crumbs in script. Like I would go to like the hood mm-hmm. that specializes in in like memorial tattoos yeah. and get that on my shoulder. Well, I actually thought that we could get like uh, the way the NBA, like when Bill Russell dies, you put like a little decal on the side of your jersey. Wow. We could we could get like little sh- shows for the uh, shirts for the show and put a little like crumbs decal on it <laughs> for the rest of the year, like a rest in peace. That's a great idea. <laughs> so I, I love that. Find idea. the best. Um, I have no creative fans and none that really care. Or yeah. else I'd throw it to them and say, who wants to work on that? Yeah. And they're all like unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, so where are we on? Uh, where are we on time? I know it's unprofessional, but I want to make sure we, uh, we do our breaks properly. Well, for, for you, JL and our fans, we've been recording for 19 minutes okay. and 19 seconds. Uh, no How do you feel audience? I feel good. How about you? Uh, we have spirit. Yes, we do. That's yes, we do. And uh, okay. So last night, 
I go, I've done the plugs. I've done the, the tribute to crumbs. I, I I'm thinking now I'm like just thinking about crumbs cupcakes. Yeah. They are worth dying for is what I'm saying. Like if I had diabetes, I'd be like, man, you live once. Yeah. That's one of the, ple- that is like, there are, they rank in like a top five food pleasure for me ever. Yeah. So, um, and had I not gone through a horrific relationship, I would have never really discovered, well, I would have discovered them eventually, but later. But it would have almost been too late. Yeah. Because you only had a certain amount of time with them. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. Yeah. God, we miss you crumbs. Anyway, I went to Guns N' Roses last night at uh, MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. One of, I, I have to imagine for the area it serves, one of the worst stadiums there are. Oh, I hate MetLife. Right? It's beyond. Just, I, I won't even go anymore. It's just not a good. It's like the, it's hard to get to. You have two football teams that yes. play there. All the major artists play there. Yep. And it feels like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why? Why is this not? I think the. Are, who do you like? Jets or Giants? I'm a Giants fan. Oh, Jet. Oh my God. I'm a Jets fan. I can't believe I just wow. got my the football team that I like wrong. Oh, we know that's getting edited out. It's a long week. I think the Jets should have made a move to Hudson Yards when that was like a possibility. Yeah. For or so Brooklyn. many reasons. Yeah. You build up a better stadium from scratch. You you now Have get your own a, fucking place. Your own place. Yeah. Your Long Island, all those Long Islanders that love the Jets. Penn Station. Yep. Right into Penn Station. Yep. Um, there's so many reasons why that would have been a great long-term move. Um, but they play in, in MetLife. And yeah. it's just, you know, I like seeing, it's not that I mind seeing concerts there, but that and Prudential, I feel like they feel like half finished. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And maybe it's they the just New feel like, who way. cares? People are going to come to yeah. see it regardless. But it, it just feels half finished. And so I saw Guns N' Roses there last night. And Guns N' Roses, uh, just for new listeners or people who don't pay attention to anything I do but claim to be fans, is my favorite band of all time. Favorite rock band of all time. Uh, Slash and I are both coveted members of the Biracial Entertainer Hall of Fame. Um, Axl Rose for my money. I think he's my favorite front man of all time. And I know everybody has to automatically go to that Freddie Mercury. Oh, I have a Freddie Mercury. Mm. And I go, well, just like we discussed with callback, Nikola Jokic possibly having like Asperger's being like a PED. Yeah. Isn't being gay kind of a PED for flamboyant, charismatic front man? Yeah. Right. Like, does it? Isn't it already like he's already just peacocking right out of right out of bed in the morning? Well, it's like peacocking. it's like all of those guys on Broadway probably could have. Could they have been great frontmen? Maybe the one thing with Freddie Mercury, he's got a little bit of that rock star edge. You of knew course that he, he does. Just, no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know it, but he also would have been great in like the music band or whatever. Yeah, you know, um, the teeth might have been a problem, but the the <laughs> you know obviously he's a great. He there's he's an iconic front man. I'm not trying to honestly diminish him, but for me, Axl Rose was always my favorite. Like, and I always liked Steven Tyler. I mm-hmm. like guys who use the mic stand. Even Huey Lewis was a big mic stand I love user. Lewis. Yeah. But I like you know, they both but Axl Rose for me, I'll never see him live in his prime, obviously. Yeah. Like he was trying to do like a slither last night, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no it doesn't have it anymore it wasn't a slither yeah it was like a teeter totter to the side yeah but you watch the video for sweet child of mine 
And that is a man in such command of his body, the mic stand yeah. and the mic cord. Yeah. Like he's like, he's twirling the mic at one point. He's like bobbing the mic stand yeah. back and forth. And then he twirls it. And like right before, where do you go? Wow. He got catches the mic. He's like, where do you? And like the Paradise City video, that's him in like arena yeah, like yeah, energy. Yeah. And you could be oh, yeah. my yeah he's the best like i love guns and roses and i was so happy in 2016 when they got back to like when they decided to tour again i like those were doesn't matter that i don't have a lot of money those are bucket list items because it's my favorite group and i literally thought they'd never get back together um i loved both shows i went to i went to philly and and met life in uh in 2016 and then i said i skipped a couple of their more recent shows. And I said, you know what? Let me go again. Cause you never know when you'll, when they won't be together yeah. or when tragedy will befall, or if you'll lose your day job in three months and not have the money accessible to buy tickets to concerts you want to go to. Mm -hmm. That was a little autobiographical note there at the end. <laughs> but so we went and it was a B and I got to be honest, I got to keep it real with my boys, Guns N' Roses. They went three hours, which while impressive, I don't have it like that anymore. First of all, I had yeah. to watch an entire Pretenders concert before. Oh, they opened? The Pretenders opened for them. Really? But like an hour and 20 minutes set, which is cool. They're, yeah, I can't imagine cool. they're, they're opening for them. That's crazy. But like my knees, feet, and ass don't have it like that anymore for a 545 yeah. to 1115 night yeah i don't have it anymore yeah. i mean i don't have it now i don't know if i ever told you this i used to be really jacked yeah i remember yeah I remember. and then i yeah fuck it i'll do i'll do tantric concerts with stan <laughs> we'll just fucking never come for 20 hours while yeah. he plays uh fields of gold yeah non-stop yeah yeah but uh deep cut guys not really a deep cut okay fans not a deep cut that's actually there was a music video it's a good song yeah but I know you want to know, well, you should have said uh, every breath you take. Well, you're a fucking hack. Yeah. Fan who just thought that. Um, but it was a B because instrumentally it was good. Axel in moments was good. And I was saying to you before the show, Axel to me is more in the, you got to stay fit. Your voice was fine in parts, but I don't think you, it's like the conditioning didn't feel, and it was, I think the fourth show on the tour, maybe that maybe he's going to get his wind, but I feel oh, like they just started. I think it's, uh, I, I can't read the back of my t-shirt, but it's, <laughs> I think it was the fourth show on the tour. Wow. Okay. Um, and I'm missing them in Seattle by a day. Hmm. Um, when I, when I go out there, but the only guy who's really kept himself in shape, Duff McKagan, the bass player sure. is like in phenomenal shape. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember reading slash doesn't look like he's in shape anymore. Slash. Slash, I'm going to make a comparison here. I was in a bar in 2006 and this was, uh, I was, I was no 2009. Mm -hmm. This is like, I'm single eating crumbs, like career going nowhere. JL <laughs> for real. So I'm like, this is the first time I'm still lifting weights, yes. but I'm not doing cardio. I'm not being disciplined. Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, speaking of discipline for all you fans out there, you got to know. This is just a temporary kind of thing we're doing with the podcast. We're eventually going to bring alpha male bro podcasters yeah, yeah, yeah. in here to tell you all the ways to succeed. I just, I have to, you got to remind them, right? Like the porn stars are coming. They're going to tell you, yeah. you know, all about like what it's like, yeah. what it's like doing porn. We're going to have what all your audience things. wants. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, 
you, you go alpha bros, yeah. porn stars discussing dick. It's this is what's hot on TikTok yeah. and on Instagram. This is what you got to do. But but we're just doing this for now. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, Guns slash. and Roses slash. Yeah. Slash. Well, in 2009, I want to say I was in a bar uh, with my with my best friend and Michael Strahan was in the bar. Giants legend. Yeah. Michael Strahan or daytime talk show legend. Yes. To some of you. I have an old fan base. Yes. Women. Elderly women love me. Um the I was bigger than Michael Strahan, not stronger, not more fit, obviously, but that bothered my friend. Like to him, Michael Strahan, it's like this is one of my favorite giants, yeah, on my favorite football team. And and Strahan was actually got leaner in his late in his career, of course. So, so he yeah. was like he was going for speed, yeah, as much as he was going for power. But jacked, yeah. thing, but like, still jacked, but like six three and kind of like you know kind of Chris Hemsworth in a non Thor action movie build. Yeah. But if you're going for sheer volume, six, seven, 300 loaded up on bench press and crumbs is going to just look (laughs) bigger. And the best thing about that was I saw the women in the bar looking at me. Now I'm in an unattractive phase at that point. Yeah. But the women saw me next to Michael Strahan and were just like, is he the long snapper? Can right. I suck his? Will I be yeah. good if I suck his dick? Will yeah. I? That's my bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> will I be on the Giants if he fucks me? And so that's how I feel looking at Slash. Slash looks tiny up there. Yeah. And I'm like, I want Slash. Like, that's why James Hetfield of Metallica. I like Metallica. I'm not yeah. like Metallica. Oh my God. I've been, I've seen them once, I think, in concert, but I like Metallica. Definitely. And James Hetfield's like six three, six four. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're like, yes, rock. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like iconic rock voice. Yes. But yeah. but 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 for that type of music, it's like I like the fact that he's a big guy. Yeah. Like that 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 makes it more like, oh man, Hetfield. Like if, if a fan of some five eleven little guy like yourself showed up and <laughs> that's I, a call. I didn't think of it that, that way, but okay. That's a callback to pre. No, Mike is a strong six feet tall. If I'm if, not, I'm five eleven, but I didn't, I didn't think five eleven was a small man. No, it's not. But I'm saying if you're a fan, if you're a diehard fan of Metallica and you're yeah. like five ten, and you, and you bump into James Hetfield, you're like, this is a man as big as the music. Yeah. Right. Whereas I get Slash it. is like tiny. He looks yeah. tiny to me. Iconic look, iconic player, but it's just like when I see him on stage, I'm like, look at that old guy. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy. It, it, you know, it's just a little, it's a little like, oh, yeah. Hey, there goes a little slash running around the stage. Whereas Duff McKagan is more of a Hetfield, like tall, yeah. kind of muscular. Um, and Axel Rose is, uh, he looks like Harry Styles' mom. Ugh. That's what I think he looks like. I, I see that. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's uh, it's weird, man. This is the thing. My zag on this was because you enjoyed yourself, right? You had a good time. I did. It was, but I, but I have to admit, it was like between Axel's diminished fitness, the length of the show. I would have preferred Axel give me, give me, give me one fifty. Yeah. Of just you know rocking it, just all in, and and it's not. They, I'm not saying anybody was given less than 100 percent effort, but it was like. A lot of break, like a lot of guitar solos for changes, and probably like some some hot water with lemon or whatever he needs for his yeah. voice. Um, but no, I enjoy. But I'll get to the, the 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 music was. I have to admit, I don't know if the people around me diminished my enjoyment of it. Like if if they, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But you have a zag. My zag is just that as a fan of um, rock music, rock and roll sort of music that 
really isn't as popular in the mainstream now as it as it was really before my time. Um, I feel like my window to have seen these bands that I really like is over. It's closed. Um, and I got to see a lot of them when I like I saw Prince like well before he passed. I saw, you know, I've seen Springsteen a bunch of times in Jersey, especially like I, I've seen a lot of the acts that I really wanted to see. And now I feel like a lot of these bands that I would have liked to have seen, like the Rolling Stones will still tour. And I've just kind of come to accept that I didn't see them in 1972, which is what I really would have wanted to see them. Right. And it's just kind of over. I like, take 1981. I'll take me some stuff sure. me up. Yeah. Just. But now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but now it's just kind of like, like they're too old, man. Like I can't, even if they're still pretty good, it's just not the experience that no. I want. They don't represent rock and roll really represents like it's a youthful sound. It's a youthful yeah. experience. And these guys now are no longer even close to that. The, so it just doesn't, they're not youth. They are not youth. My friend. Well, tell you. I, I agree with you and see the Rolling Stones. I love listening to their music. But I remember when I saw that Martin Scorsese did a documentary on them in like 05 or something. Yes. And I remember watching it and going, I don't like the way they sound live that much. No. So I was like, if you're somebody who's seen them your whole life and it's a tradition like that, you go, yeah, keep going. That's why they keep selling out. You just want to be part of the experience. But I'm like, I don't like ACDC is a good example of a band that I thought. I would see them today if they were still able to. They lost their bass player um, to to uh, death. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and you were looking for the thing, yeah. and then and Brian Johnson, uh, I think, is losing his hearing. Like like the oh, yeah. like the Bradley Cooper shit in The Star Is Born. Yeah, tonight, tonight, tonight is that tinnitus, what it's called? Yeah. And but ACDC, I saw in two thousand and in two thousand nine. Not exactly like this isn't. 1984. But I remember the 2009. Long. I had friends that went and they were like, it was the coolest. It fucking, fucking rocked. Was that when it rained? I don't remember. There was well, I, f- I was in the garden. I saw it at the garden. Okay. My friends went to see them at MetLife and they were like, dude, it was a hurricane outside and they played for like three <laughs> hours. They called the concert Hurricane ACDC and they said it was awesome. And I, I, I didn't go. I was like, ah, like I like ACDC, whatever, but I don't like them that much. And I regretted it to this day. Right. I regret it. Yeah. A- like, Fuck. I could have seen them and it would have been awesome. Yeah. A- ACDC is the perfect example. Like Oh nine is 29 years after back in black. Yeah. A good enough time where there could be some real drop off. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the album. And on that album, it was, there was, they had a new album then called Black Ice. Mm-hmm. It was an okay album, but it had the lead song was called Rock and Roll Train because every ACDC song has to have the name Rock in it. <laughs> <laughs> rock and Roll Train was the opener for the concert. Yeah. And I'm sad they're, they're basically done yeah. because that, I believe it was that good a song and that ACD-ish enough it would have been their lead song for every, every, every concert. Yeah. Like it, it belonged in that like greatest hits level. Yeah. So like, that's an example of a group where it's like, you might've thought they were old, but they, they still, it was, they sold well. They yeah. toured great because you were always going to get 
a good product. Like it was yeah. always going to be what you wanted as a young listener, as yep. an old listener. And dude, I think there's something about bands like that, that kind of like do short, fast, hard rock songs that age better. Yeah. Then like the, like I, you couldn't get me to see the grateful dead with five guns pointed at me. I saw fish a couple of weeks ago. Did you really? My friend, it was, I, I wrote up a funny thing on my, on my website. Go check it out everybody. Um, because my friend has been like a big fish fan. He's been to, I think, he, I think he told me 74 fish concerts. And so he had tickets and yeah. I was like, yeah, I see my buddy like three times a year. I'll go. And he had good, good, like comfortable seats up in like the walkway. So it was like chill. It was, and it wasn't terrible, but it was like, yeah, this ain't my thing, but it wasn't terrible. Like I couldn't lie to people and be like, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But yeah, that's a group that they're, they will always sell out because they have such a high rate of return on their fan to fan engagement level. Yeah. Um, but ACDC, I've seen a lot of older acts and I think it started when um, I took Laura to on like her first birthday when we were dating Yeah. to Chris Cornell at the beacon. Sure. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I had bought his, he had like a solo album coming out and she liked him because she liked his voice and because she thought it was extremely attractive. Of course. Yes. Every woman. <laughs> it was like Mediterranean Jesus age. Christ yeah. with a power, power vocals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I nearly forgot my broken heart. <laughs> and I bought his solo album because I was like, well, I'm going to see the concert. And I like, I like, like I like some Soundgarden and I really liked Audio Slave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I listened to the album. And I was like, this motherfucker is like a poet. Yeah. But it's all depressing. Like he has a song on that album. Um, it was called, uh, well, I forget the name of the album, but like the title track was like the only song I hated. Yeah. And he, there was a song before we disappear. It's the saddest, one of the saddest and greatest love songs because it's about, it's basically, it's clearly to his wife. Yeah. And it's about like taking advantage of like the time we have. Who before. was he married? Was it? It wasn't a, Gwyneth Paltrow, was it? No. Just oh. some chick. Oh, okay. Um, widow. She's now a widow. Yeah. Respect. Um, but she, it was like the, the tone of the song was just this like cosmic awareness of how insignificant we are. And it's like, what a depressing but poetic way to discuss love. Yeah. Because you're basically saying we have to take advantage of the time we have because, you know, eventually we'll be not like so quickly we'll be nothing. Yeah. And a lot of his songs were depressing, yeah. but beautiful. And he had a great voice. And we saw him perform and he killed himself like six months later. Ugh. I don't know if it was Laura's fault, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it made me reassess, like, <clears throat> I need to see these artists, or like a year later, but we need sure. to reassess the, like, Tom Petty, I still regret. I didn't, his tickets were a little too expensive. He was in that second tier of like, maybe I like next him, time. but yeah, right. Maybe next time. Now, had I known it would be like, you know, his final tour, I've, of course I would have got, cause I wanted to see him, but it was like, it was expensive. Yeah. And so then I just started seeing all these different people of, of all different types of music, especially like older acts. And, um, this has nothing to do with rock though, but guns and roses. I, I can't help, but have that in my mind where I'm like, well, these guys live hard. You so never yes. know. You never know. Are you going to find out Axl Rose passed away? Yeah. Or Slash was in a I, I, I'm not putting, like, in all seriousness. Yeah. I'm not trying to put this out there. But, like, Chris Cornell's death, he wasn't, like, my guy. 
But I had grown very late in his career, unknowingly that it would be late in his career, of a great appreciation yeah. for him. And then he died. Right. So then I was like, oh, no. Like, now you have to carpe artist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, especially because those are – Cornell's a little bit after the that era, but Guns N' Roses is of the behind the music era. Yes. They're that era where it's just like you read about some of the stuff that they did. In, I remember and I think it was in the behind the music. They were just talking about like – at their peak, Slash was just getting like head at a bar at, at the stool, hammered. He's yeah. like on heroin and somebody was just like some woman was just like sucking his dick at a bar, like on the 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 strip in LA. Like yeah. it's just kind of crazy how reckless they were. I had know? thoughts last night. I was like, Do you think Slash has ever had just two person sex? <laughs> like while I was watching ever the concert, in his life. Like, do, do they does he ever just have sex with one person? <laughs> like, do you know yeah. like it's, it's just like the, the light, the rock lifestyle. And I think, you know, whenever somebody complains about like hip hop people getting into the rock and roll hall of fame, it's like, well, guess what? It is rap that took the mantle that oh, if yeah. not musically, culturally, they carried on the rock star lifestyle. A thousand percent. It was, it was black and brown people, yes. but it was the rock became something else and then started to like fade. Yes. And rap, at least as a as a cultural thing, took the edgy drugs, women like the, now it might have offended people who were like, well, it's, but it's when it was white fellas, yeah. it was, you know, it's when when people burn a CVS down and they're black, it's a riot. When white right. people destroy the capital, <laughs> it's tourism. <laughs> it was the same kind of dynamic. The rock star lifestyle is the yeah. rock star lifestyle. Yeah, it's like handed off from Motley Crue to Jay-Z, basically. Yeah. You know, I'm big. Yeah. From girls, girls, girls to big pimping. Yeah. And I think we need to take a break on that clever note. We'll be right back with more rock talk with Mike and the JL. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back to rain on your parade, continuing our rock and roll talk. I'm DJ JL with my man, Mikey Mike. And I'm the Wiz. <laughs> no, the Wiz is used too much, man. That's hacky. That is hacky. Oh, excuse me. Take that shit to a Matt Reif concert. Um, anyway, oh too much. Catching more strays. Too much? Not too much. We're leaving it in. Okay. Well, all right. And, and that's how JL uh, got a bump and then his career to show. If you're going to make the enemy, make the enemy. You know what? You're right. I know. You're right. Guess what? I'll just start doing WWE promos. Guess what, Matt Rife? <laughs> you think you're jacked? You better look at pictures of me when I was 28. I would have snipped you like a Slim Jim. <laughs> Improv Friday night pay-per-view. Crowd work versus actual written material, brother. <laughs> you bring old bitches who like to fuck young dudes and I'll bring a bunch of old grandmas that subscribe to Patreon and we're going to get it on. God, that tag ruined it, Mike. I'm sorry. It was, it felt perfect. All right. Yeah. Move it along here, JL. Let's okay. Go. Sorry about that. Rock music. Um, I think it's, de- would you say rock music is dead? Yeah, I would. Dead. Okay, I, I can't. Dead. I mean, the the closest thing that I can think of is that there are sort of like indie bands and which uh, music that I like. There's definitely indie bands that I like, but it's not. It's not the same sort of. It's not like rock music, right? As much, and that's the thing with I, I'm split on whether and how much of it I really like. I kind of, 
I'm in this weird camp with a lot of these bands, especially from the eighties where even kiss, I love kiss, but they suck. But they, but they rock. They suck, but they rock. So it's this weird thing where it's like, I don't think they're a great band. Like they're not, right. they're not the Beatles, you know? But when I watch old YouTube videos of kiss doing like, I stole your love, I'm like charged up and it rocks. So it's this weird thing where it's like, I think a lot of the indie bands that are around now are better musicians than a lot of these guys. But right. there's just something about the energy of these rock bands the arena aspect of it that just doesn't really exist anymore. Those guys now, as we were talking off mic, there's really a lot more hip hop guys that are kind of like the big energy. They have the yeah. bigger hits. Like the indie bands don't have giant hits like Paradise City or something like that, you know? But if you go see, you know, 50 Cent and you hear it in the club, it's like this is every, every person in the arena knows the words. It's yeah. A ton of people. It's it's a different experience. You can find me in the club. You can find me in the club. Uh, I, I to me the last perform like I, I can't point to the day rock died. Yeah, but I remember feeling such gratitude when I saw, and it's already like a decade old. That's what's so scary. It feels more recent, but I saw um, the Foo Fighters performing "Walk" yeah. on the Grammys, and they won. I think in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. If my memory serves me, maybe it was a year or two later, but I think it was around then. Yeah. And I'm looking at the rock category and I'm hearing almost no rock on the Grammys. And then they get up there and do walk. And I was like, this is rock. Yes. This is rock. This is, there's no other, they have some like lighter stuff, but they are actually playing rock. And I thought to myself, that was like the last time I think I heard a fucking rock song on the Grammys was walk by the Foo Fighters. Now I'm sure I'm wrong, but like, that's the last thing that stands out to me as like an a current rock song. Yeah, you could say it's kind of like the other bands that are kind of in the arena are like the Killers, um, the Black Keys yeah. are are rock. I would say, yeah. But uh, yeah. and I mean, I mean, Imagine Dragons is the biggest rock band right now. And but there's they're to not, me, there's too much synth. Not, yeah, yeah. And other things they are closer to electronic now. You could say they are an offshoot of like their their progeny of rock, but yeah. they are not rock. And you could say they suck because I think they do. But like they, I agree with you. I don't consider them a rock like, band. Some of their music was good for like trailers and stuff. But like that's that. the thing. They're a, I that's I think that was kind of part of the Nickelback problem too. We were talking about Nickelback before. Yeah. They just started showing up in like in, in the time of like collect call commercials. Their yeah. music was showing up in places where you're just like, I am sick of these guys. I'm sick of this sound. I'm sick of this band. I don't think Nickelback's great. I know you have a soft spot for them, but well, I, have, I have a respectful spot for them Yeah, because I'll name two bands that are not revived. They have huge fan bases, but also huge detractors and they're sort of punchlines Creed. Yeah. And Nickelback. I think Creed's better than Nickelback though. In my opinion, That's, I think Creed's Creed, the couple of Creed songs that I know that were big hits even though they're a little weird and it's like a weird to me, it's a little weird, like how front facing religious they are. They, like, I wish can they you take me higher rocks. It feels like I, I'm one of those people who's like, give me atheists. Give me religious people. Yeah. Get your spiritual people out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> I'm sure. like, you, commit to something, commit to something. I'm asking you to commit to something. I'm more of a spiritual energy type. Yeah. Well, then you're a person I don't need to talk to. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, I've often said, I said, libertarians are the, I'm the, I'm spiritual, not religious, uh, political group. Yeah. 
But um, Creed, yeah, Higher is good. And Creed's like last huge album that I think had My Sacrifice on it, which was My not- Sacrifice. Which was actually not a song I was a big fan of. Yeah. But that album has some tracks on it that really- Rock. Rock. Yeah. My Sacrifice rocks, I think. It does, but, but yeah. in a- here's our anthem rock but, type song. But Dale, this is exactly, so this is exactly what I was describing with Kiss. Like all of this music to me, and even when we were talking before about Limp Bizkit or whatever, I don't, I maybe. You, you said that like you were new to this country. <laughs> <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Are you familiar with Nuki? <laughs> I prefer black stuff. <laughs> Get out of my fucking face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh like the issue is that they're like a lot of this music to me is not good right but it rocks <laughs> and i think that there's like there's something about like the rock aspect of it is is like a feeling more than anything sure and it's like it just gets you excited in a way that it's just like there's a build-up and eventually you're singing can you take and it's awesome like it's not good but it's it's awesome and it rocks and it's just such a hard thing to explain because for a lot of other pieces of music it's like when you listen to jazz a lot of times you're you're just like you like it or you don't you're not affected by it when you don't think it's very good you know My air trumpet is that was pretty good. World class, <laughs> and it's featured on my new special half black face. Not afraid of doing shameless promotion. There you go. Um, Creed has a song on that my sacrifice album called Signs. Yeah, it like it was never a, a single. Yeah. It's 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 sh- like there are a couple songs on that album that are so hard. Yeah, and, but they're not like. It's almost like they made that like, but this is like the commercial rock song. Yeah. And that's like, like almost like, what did you like? Listen to Rage Against the Machine and then write a song. And, but the thing about Creed and Nickelback and you talk about it being a feeling and a vibe. Yeah. And I think I'm wondering what that can say. If it can say anything about our society, that rock music, like a music that bridged like black culture stole from black culture in some ways, but like shamelessly. Yeah. But gave us like, like country music is like country music is a whole other topic because I'm not a huge country music fan. And even I'm offended by like bro country. Oh yeah. That's bad music. 40% pop, 20% hip hop. Don't tell them that. Yeah. Even though they're clearly borrowing like, boom. Yeah. And you're like, what? And then it's like, but I drive a truck yeah. and, uh, or drink my beer. I go to church and I don't I like, like my- the queers. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow, this is country. But it's like, no, it yeah. really isn't. And not to, I'm not trying to rip off Bo Burnham's great bit from like almost a decade ago. But it's not like if I were a real country music fan, I'd be like, what is this garbage? Like, what have you done As to a, like yeah. to our a respected? Firm. Yeah. American art form that, that told stories from a certain community yeah. like country and Malcolm Gladwell did make this point country music and, and rap music share so much similar DNA. And I once yeah. said, if country music fans could just admit, yeah, I was a poor, my aunt, my daddy was a poor white farmer, but guess what? Your granddaddy who was lynched, 
he did have it harder for sure. <laughs> if you could bridge that one stubborn refusal to acknowledge that yeah. in America, there is a people that suffered more than others. Yeah, yeah. And, and if Native Americans showed up with their with their music and were yeah. like, hold, hold the phone, guys. <laughs> I have, I also have a certain, fine. Yeah. But this idea of like, well, I never had slaves or my daddy didn't speak the language is like, it, but, but they are, they are stories of struggle. Yeah. Like the, 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 the best, the best of both of those genres is like unique individual cultural storytelling and not to go too far down the country road as, as a country music fan myself, not really modern country, some, right. some guys, but not that Nashville sort of, not the stuff that's like really the, the yeah. TikTok Matt Rife, right. Country music, like Sturgill Simpson who's great. Get, He's kind of like a, did you, you didn't like that? <laughs> Another Matt Rife shot. <laughs> like just a graphic of his face pops up on the video. Every time I say something, I'm just kidding. It's all, it's all love, bro. Yeah. But I think that to so the interesting thing about what you were just saying is that a lot of the great classic country artists. Sorry to interrupt you. Do you yes. like the guy with the beard? What's his name? Stapleton. Yeah, I don't like him as much as I like a like like uh, uh, Coulter Wall or uh, Sturgill or okay. those guys. But he's he's good. He's like the best version of sort of like mainstream right. country. It's it's like bluesy rock. Yeah. But at least it's not it doesn't feel and he's so hideous that he if he wasn't actually talented, the music would never get played. You know, it's it's that principle in full effect. Right. But the thing is, it's like like. So do you know the highwaymen? Johnny Cat. It was Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson and uh, Waylon Jennings. They were all sure. I watched uh, Ken Burns Country. But yes, that sounds familiar. <laughs> so they were a group together and they have this whole song called American Remains. And it's all about. Uh, it's like it's taking these different sort of like folk legends of mm-hmm. America. And one of them obviously is like a native American, like these guys, Johnny cash too. They were very respectful of kind of the plight of specifically native Americans uh, in this country. And it kind of like the newer version of country, I think turns people off to what is really an unbelievable art form with people mm-hmm. that were so talented because I, the newer stuff, it to me is not very good, and you also have these these people that are involved in it now that are like very divisive politically, right? In a way that kind of shoehorns country music into this like, well, we're all Trumpers, we're all kind right. of like you know, like that guy from remember that band Stained? Yeah, that guy Aaron Lewis. He is now like a big country like conservative wow it's so weird he's the man. white darius Rucker. yeah 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 Although he, darius he Rucker, i shouldn't say that because i don't know that he i don't think he's right maga or anything but he i'm as far as i know that that other do aaron lewis or whatever yeah. his name was i saw him open for willie nelson and yeah, well, he was it's like been a while since i gave a shit about that guy <laughs> i know how about that stained <laughs> but i saw willie nelson in coney island and aaron that guy was doing he was well, that's opening where you're gonna see willie nelson in coney island <laughs> <laughs> like was he just eating a hot dog or was he performing no he's performing <laughs> they have like a like a little amphitheater out there okay and the guy was opening for him and he was all in between his songs he was all just talking about the f- the flag and like all this shit. I was just like, "You're you're in Brooklyn. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing?" It's, it's 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 pathetic, and it's. But I I do think we are seeing rock is like. I'm gonna bring this to climate change. We're yeah. seeing what the climate is doing right now, and it's giving us now. It's no longer hints. Now it's yeah. effects. Right. We're no longer getting data. We're getting like real time effects in our communities and with death. Right. So we're here. 
um, and it's not good. But with with rock, it's like the death of rock to me. I then look at rap. Yeah. And rap, I was like, like anybody, it was it was a dominant musical form in the 90s and, and early 2000s. And I think it peaked. Mm-hmm. And I know there's young people who be like, what do you mean? Well, you couldn't have made fun of Biggie or Tupac or, or Wu-Tang Clan or any of the iconic acts the way I can make fun of like the entire genre of sort of trap yeah. and mumble type stuff. Like I can make my nephew, he'll call me a hater, but I can make him laugh when I pretend to be the Migos Yeah, because I can be like, and they're the best version of what you're talking yes, about. Yes, they are. Yeah. And I will acknowledge that because I have one Migos song on my iPod, but you have an friend? iPod. There Gotta you be go. Stir yeah. <laughs> <Stir-fry> is great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but there you go. But and exactly, yeah. Because I I remember I was doing a parody of something, so I downloaded like a, a bunch of the top artists yeah. in that field, and the only one I liked was was Stir Fry. Stir Fry is awesome. Yeah, great song. But a lot of their songs, I was like, Ugh. yes. But there's no, you can't tell me that a mumbling one verse two minute song becoming like like when we saw Rant go through the phase. I don't think it's recovered from the phase of let's cater to SoundCloud. Like SoundCloud yeah. was for rap what yeah, TikTok yeah. has become for standup where yeah. it's like, we're eventually just going to stop trying to be independent artists. And we're just going to get, we're going to do what the, what the, the platform yeah. wants. Yeah, and we're yeah. going to let that be the overarching guide guideline or guidance for how we make art. Yeah. And with rock, it's now seems dead. Foo Fighters are a rock band. They are. Yeah. That's without question. I thought about that when, before we started, you were saying that Guns N' Roses was like the last but then I remember Foo Fighters are an excellent band, but I feel like Guns N' Roses is to me a band that belongs much closer to Led Zeppelin and 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 the Rolling Stones than maybe most people would put them. I think they were I think they were that fucking great. I think they were like for a short time, Sandy, well, they, they are like a Sandy Koufax kind of career in rock or a comet. Like, well, you, yeah. you showed up and you put out five years yeah. of like insane hall of fame yeah. rock music. Yeah. And some people like who don't know, they'll be like, Oh, like hair metal. I'm like, no, no, that's what made them so great. Right. They may have looked like hair metal, right. but they were all time. They were all time rock. They are different from gods. these bands for sure. 100%. And I know, I know somebody could say, no, the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones have a longer career have more hits. I get it. I'm just saying the quality of Guns N' Roses, like Appetite Lies, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, is is as good a five-year, four-album or six-year, four-album run as anybody in rock. Let me ask you this. Are they better than you two? Well, I think if I recall an old conversation, I'm a huge U2 fan mm-hmm. and I don't know that you are. I hate U2, <laughs> but I'm I don't really like Guns Sphere. and Roses either. I'm seeing them at Sphere in <laughs> Vegas in October. But you like, these are your, these are two of your more, you know, oh, they're closer t- to your favorite they bands. Are, it, it, like I'll tell you right now, my five, I can get, I'll tell you my five favorite albums right now. Yeah. That'll tell you a lot. Appetite for Destruction, Ready to Die by Biggie. Okay. The Eminem Show by Eminem. Okay. Um, Octung Baby, you too. Okay. And here's one you might not expect. The Rising by Bruce Springsteen. The Rising's a great album. The Rising yeah. and the Eminem Show. This is a little insight for the fans, the ones that are still listening. Eminem Show and The Rising. I was very depressed in my second year of law school. And um, we were, a ye- I was in a long-term relationship and we were a year, 
Was that 0203? We're a year after 9-11. I was living on my own in DC. I had friends, but I was like in my own apartment, long-term relationship. And two albums came like that I that I listened to basically for for like all of 2002 and 2003. The Eminem show, which tapped into like the rage I felt sometimes. Yeah. And that's the best Eminem album, in my opinion, because it was like he was not yet doing like his drug at like his albums where he was an addict. The Eminem shows the one with uh without me, right? Yes. That's the yeah. Uh, it's that's it's the best it's one. like he is success and wealth has not changed his lifestyle or fucked it's him up. Pe- it's the peak. It's the peak. Yeah, yeah. And the rising. And I was I'm not one of these like, oh, you gotta listen to Rosalita or whatever the fuck from the 1970s. Like, you know, I know there's some I like Badlands. That's probably my Great favorite song. old Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. But Thunder Road never spoke to me, really. Oh. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I know, but Born to Run is fine. Born to Run is fine, but Thunder Road, man. But like Ugh. Badlands for me, I love bad like I love that song. Yeah. That's like his song. oldest yeah. song that I love. That's one of my favorite albums, okay. Darkness on the Edge of Town. Couldn't have told you what album it was <laughs> I have the greatest hits. But The Rising as an album yeah. was so good and like hit me at the right moment. And then Nora Jones beat both Eminem and Bruce Springsteen for album of the year. And I was like, they must have split the vote. Yeah, they must right. have split the fucking vote. Right, right. Because one of those should have won in my opinion. Yeah. But um, those are my five favorite albums. And U2, yeah, I love U2. I, I think they're, I think they are. So what answer my question Yeah, are, is guns and roses better than you two as a person who I like guns and roses more than you. I really don't like you two, but you two has, I'm going to make, I'll give you another comparison because you love it when I bring in comedy <laughs> Chappelle, Chappelle and Chris rock. Yeah. Chris rock is my favorite comedian of all time. Chris rock at his best, in my opinion, untouchable. Bring yeah. the pain black, bigger and blacker. Other than maybe some of the things I've made, nobody can touch those. <laughs> Half blackface, everybody check it out. I'm telling you, it's landmark shit. It is landmark shit. I put I put all my chips on half blackface. <laughs> it's the apex of a 20-year struggle for achievement in comedy. Yeah. But but I do believe that Chappelle is having the much better long career for so many reasons. The sketch show. But also his style before he got into the whole like I'm now a, 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 a libertarian trans war, anti-trans yeah. warrior giving speeches posed as comedy shows. He had he had two specials come out in 2015 or 2016 that were phenomenal. And I just yes. felt age was not hurting him because he always had a kind of cause a slow Cosby vibe to him that could age well, whereas Chris Rock had a youthful intensity is an important component to the way I do comedy. Words matter, writing matters, but performance also matters. And yeah, Chris yeah. Rock was like a guy throwing fastballs. And when the fastball leaves, you still have some talent and some know-how and some skills. But D- Dave Chappelle was a Greg Maddox. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm, right. I'm going to throw I 81 you. for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to throw it past you. And I'm going to win. Yeah. Whereas Chris Rock is like, uh, 99 is now 91. Yeah, and yeah. they're clocking it. U2 is Chappelle to me. I saw them for the first time in concert in 2018. All I kept thinking was, I have no notes except, boy, I wish I could have seen you guys do the Joshua Tree in 88. Yeah, right. Guns N' Roses, boy, I wish I could have seen you in 88 because 
there's no way you could be as good as you were in 88 because right. of the way, the type of music and, and Axl Rose in particular. That said, I did love them in 2016 and was really pleasantly surprised and excited about how good the show was. Um, but when I see you two in Vegas, I know I'm going to get an A concert. Yeah. When I saw Guns N' Roses last night, I got a B. Yeah. So at their peak, my point is at their peak, Guns N' Roses is still my favorite. And, and I, I think Appetite for Destruction through Use Your Illusion 2 is a just a peak dominant stretch of, of music. U2, though, I have bought U2 albums from, you know, 1984 to 2000. I don't know. When was the last one? 18? I think 17, maybe 2017, the one that was on everybody's iPhone. Well, that was 2014. Okay. And uh, that also spoke to America's stupidity. <laughs> well, a great band gave you a free album and we rioted. <laughs> we rioted. Yeah. I mean, it's, that is a funny way to look at it, but I mean, Who I was not happy about it? it. Yeah, of course you weren't. <laughs> and I'm glad you weren't. It's like, Oh, I can't get this shit off of my fucking phone. I hate these guys. But I think rap and country need to look at rock and realize the death of rock is not a good thing and you should look at your own music and the paths you're going down yeah. now because both i think in the mainstream because that's how you die you when the mainstream sucks people will stop the mainstream will stop paying attention yeah you can tell me like no no my friend has a band down at the, this club and they're really good great the good good for them and we're glad they're keeping but but when the mainstream shit starts really sucking that's that's when the rot you know, and country yeah. music with this bro patriotism, glossy shit, and then rap with like so many like just eh, yeah, and what and it all sounds the same. And this isn't. I may be of a different generation, but I'm not somebody who's doesn't own dozens of rap albums. I'm not somebody going what the hip hop or what what yeah. And it's like no, but I can tell a difference between a five minute three verse clever song from Ice Cube or Biggie and a two minute thing that's just meant to be used on TikTok. Yeah. You know, so uh, that death of rock, it's something for all you fans of other music to be very careful about. Now we're going to take one more very quick break and I'll come back to you with a couple of quick comedy tidbits. Cause we've gone way over time. This is rain on your parade back at you in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Rain on Your Parade for our Mike's least favorite segment and my favorite. <laughs> it's where I talk about comedy very briefly because we've had an epic episode, which I hope you've enjoyed. And then they turn it off. Um, comedy recommendation for the for the week. Uh, this is a special I watched a little while ago when I was uh, just trying to catch up on all the YouTube specials I'd seen promoted across platforms. And um the one I watched, this this particular one, I thought was outstanding, and it's worth you guys checking out if you haven't already. Stavros Halkius, um, his special is called Live at the Lodge Room. Now, Stavros is one of the best on TikTok of the, yeah. of the crowd work stuff. But unlike other people, his feels very organic. And when I watched his full special, there's crowd work, but it's not like, okay, guys, Let's do a Q&A now. Yeah. This is for content. I think he's just a very gifted stand-up comedian. And I have a quick story about Stavros, a personal story. I was opening for Dave Attell 
2012, back-to-back clubs, total coincidence, in Indianapolis the next week in Washington, D.C. at the Improv. Complete coincidence. But he had Stavros, who was uh, originally a Baltimore comedian, Mm -hmm. uh, doing a guest spot for him. And I guess he'd already seen him. And I guess since they, you know, Dave Attell being a comics comic, I guess wasn't going to boot somebody off the lineup that already had been given a gig. And it was very fun working with Attell. And Stavros did a guest spot and it went well. Well, I'm not even, I think he just had a good five minute set. I don't think it was like, oh my God, you just changed content. But But Attell liked him. I never opened for Attell again. I know Stavros (laughs) did. So Stavros (laughs) is living my life is what I'm saying. No, but Stavros, he has, his crowd work is organic. It does not feel forced. It does not feel content driven or at least primarily driven by the need for content. And his special is really good and it didn't feel like younger comic and he's blowing up. He doesn't like this is who the fuck needs He's like selling out the beacon and shit, but he still is a guy who was like at the time of the special, probably 31. I think it was his first special if I'm not mistaken. He's in his thirties. Stavi is somewhere in his thirties. I think I heard him say 32 in a clip. So I'm just taking off a year for the special, but like early thirties. Looks 65, but yes, but (laughs) He has like an infectious laugh that doesn't yeah. feel like a gimmick. Yeah. Everything about him, it's like, I'm going to say something very complimentary. It's the best of what stand-up can be that someone could could think are gimmicks. His laugh, he's either so good or it's organic. He's either so good, I don't know that it's a gimmick, or it's like, He's having fun. No, he's a super, he's a super authentic guy. I, a very lovely guy too. I, I've always, I, I knew him when I was still doing stand up, and I, and he first came to New York Mm -hmm. when he was kind of new on the scene. He was awesome. He's, he's just a cool guy. And when he came to New York, he said to you, yeah, this guy did a feature spot at the improv, but I'm pretty sure Attell's (laughs) going to fucking bump him and I'm the guy now. But I would say it's it's all the things. Like the best things I can say about comedy are when I watch and I'm no longer feeling like I'm a comedian analyzing comedy. Like yeah. that's a good one. Um, I think his, you know, Bo Burnham's inside to me is is the gold standard for the for like the last ten years. Is like I just watched it in amazement and enjoyment. I didn't I didn't go wow he's good yeah he's good. I was just like this guy's taking me out of my zone. He does that rare thing that a lot of comedians kind of can't do where he's like you just want to hang out with him he's the funniest guy like if you had a job at UPS or the Banana yeah. Republic or something you'd be the funniest guy at work and be like I mean, oh man I, I'm working with Stavros. Do tonight. I work there also? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a different vibe. You're you know <laughs> you're more like comedy Dad, you know. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Well, now I'm going to be comedy suicide victim after being called comedy dad. Oh my God! I'm done. I'm retired. You no, just retired no, 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 me. No, 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 no. It's a compliment. No, but you know, I, I, Stavros is like in the office. I he he'd be like. I don't know how to make this sound. like I'd be complimenting myself. No, the point is, guys, before Mike derailed me, made me sound like an <laughs> asshole. I enjoyed the comedy. Like, it's funny. Everything about it feels authentic, even though he's so good at the things that work in terms of crowd work, content, funny look, all this. But it's just it, it's just who he is. And there's material. It's not like he's. 
and there was a maturity to the set. I don't mean maturity like I'm talking about serious things, but there was a maturity to his stand-up skills. You know what I mean? That I was like, man, this was good. Sh- this was this was really good and really fun. So Stavros Halkius, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's free, live at the Lodge Room. Um, and then uh, we end always on a positive note, the punch down of the week. Uh, this is where fans try to help me with comedy, whether it's a tag or a suggestion or a thing I must do or no, actually, you know, you love those. Actually, yeah. it would probably be. And, you know, my common response is always like, that's why you follow me and I don't follow you. <laughs> And they often rectify that. And then by the end of that exchange, neither of us is following the other. But I say, <laughs> but I say, uh, the relationship, trim the fat, trim the, you know, thin the herd, trim the fat. That's, uh, that's what I'm about. I want to go into comedy clubs like Leonidas with an army of 300. I don't need a Persian army of passive social media fans. I want to kick a club manager in the chest and say, this is Covan. Yeah. And then have my elderly legion run in there and buy drinks. Anyway, the punch down of the week this is the last time I do this, but it was, it's a, another general one because I got it too many times to just pick on one person. But my Ron DeSantis impression, which has done very well for me on TikTok and YouTube, people want me to do more hands. And I do do some hands but I don't do it enough. I don't do an exaggerate enough. And they want me to bob my head. Like, you know how he does this and he looks at people and says, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'm like kind of a bobblehead, but I don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the many people who've asked me to do impressions for shows for things I haven't gotten. They've wanted voiceovers and they go, Oh, my, 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 my nephew walked in and thought that it was actually that person talking. Can you do it bigger and sillier? At which point I go, good day, ma'am. Good day, sir. You can keep your check. No, no, I don't say that. I just say that in my head. <laughs> yeah. But then I never, you know, I go for authenticity. I go for that's the skill. The skill is not being a cartoon for me. Yeah. If you want a cartoon, there's a lot of hacks who do cartoonish impressions. You want the real deal? You want the crumbs cupcake of impressions? You come to me. <laughs> it's I it just, you know, one day you're going to, one day when I'm dead, Michael go, I never appreciated how he really tied everything together. Like, like. Just lyrical poetry in the form of giant comedy. Um, but all the people who've been telling me I need to do more head bobbing and more hand movement. No, you need to look for that less. I'm giving you good product. Um, you can have a crumbs cupcake or you can have just a, a mouthful of Fruit Loops. Okay. If you want Fruit Loops, go get that. Toucan Sam will pour some comedy bullshit down your throat. <laughs> but if you want the goods, leave me be. As, as Colonel Nathan Jessup said in A Few Good Men, I would just rather have you say thank you and be on your way. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Nice. And that's it for this week. So thank you for listening to Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I am J.L. That's been Mike. Don't say anything. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. You can say something if you want. Bye.